This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. We're still awaiting a decision from the Trump administration on how they plan to address a court decision impacting small refinery exemptions. That decision is expected any day now and must come before a March 9th deadline. Oil companies are reportedly trying to get the administration to appeal the ruling rather than accept it as enforcement protocol. Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley says he has two hopes for how the administration will react. That they do not appeal it. And number two, that it doesn't affect just the Tenth Circuit, but it has nationwide application. Those two things, I think, will kind of end this debate. It doesn't mean that you won't have uh, a waiver within the law, but we've been saying follow the law, and the law wouldn't say you never have a waiver, but I assume it would be a truly hardship waiver. He says he wants the EPA to follow previously stated rationale. Over the last, uh, even before Johnny Ernst was in the Senate, we've had this waiving problem. So we've always been told, well, we have uh, court opinions that say we have to do more waivers. Well, now they have a court decision. The Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals say they've uh, issued too many waivers, and presumably uh, they aren't following the law. The Tenth Circuit struck down three SREs, which the biofuels industry hopes will lead to a more limited scope of waivers that will be awarded in the future. The spread of the coronavirus is impacting commodity promotion abroad. Ryan Legrand is the president and CEO of the U.S. Grains Council. He tells AgriPulse the virus has led to a closure of the council's offices in Beijing, China, and Seoul, South Korea. He says in those countries, gatherings for social or business reasons just aren't happening. That type of activity is just really off the table. So we're making phone calls. We're staying in touch with the proper authorities in places like China where we have phase one ramping up. China's looking to comply. They've come to a screeching halt in many areas, but on the grain side, they're buying sorghum. They're starting to register our ethanol plants once again to export DDG to their country. So things are happening, but they're happening in a work-from-home scenario. He says there's many unknown factors driving decision-making right now. The major problem that I see, again, being a non-medical professional, is that we have a flu season. That's roughly November to March or so, and we know it's going to end about that time. The question is, what's the coronavirus season? Speaking of trade, some farmers have mixed opinions on the Trump administration's trade efforts. AgriPulse's Ben Nolly has more. A Montana beef producer calls the Phase 1 trade deal with China a joke as market prices remain low. Walter Schweitzer is president of the Montana Farmers Union. He argues there is nothing in the trade deal that will help family farmers. You know, a prime example of that is that with, within a week of signing that Chinese deal, before this huge scare of the coronavirus, China signed a deal to buy a million ton of wheat to finish their quota for the 2019 year from Australia, France, and Canada. They didn't buy one bushel of wheat from the United States. And this was after they signed that deal. Schweitzer is worried the U.S.'s trading relationship with key customers is ruined. We've pissed off all of our trading customers all over the world. And, you know, I'm in the business of marketing. And um, I've always said it's a lot easier to keep a customer 
and get one back. And what's happened is is all of our customers that that us farmers have spent 40 years developing this market uh, have uh, had to look elsewhere. Speaking to NFU members Monday, Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue continued to relate to farmers purchases from the deal wouldn't happen overnight and asked them to be patient. In Savannah at the National Farmers Union Convention for AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.